Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Nine Leaders Podcast. Thank you guys so much for being here, and thank you so much for listening and watching or reading or however you are ingesting this media. Thank you so much for participating in what it is that we are doing here. A couple housekeeping things, and then we will jump into today's content. Uh, First thing, the Tuesday group that we do at Discovery Church um, will not be meeting this week. So if that's something that you normally attend or you are planning on attending this week, we will not be doing that. So that is the May the 28th. That group will not be happening. Uh, However, a week from that date, which if you just, you know, add seven and know things about months, you can know what the date of that is will be the final one of of those meetings. We're going to cover six and seven on one day, and then that'll be the end of that. And then if you are not in the Colorado Springs area or you have no interest in this, you can finally, after however many months, stop hearing about it. And that's really great. We are talking about type twos, which means that we need questions for the two Q&A. So uh, send them in on Instagram, send them in on Facebook, send them in uh, to my email, wade at nineleaders.com. Somebody just put in the Instagram chat that it is June 4th, so thank you very much for that. That is helpful. That will be the final uh, meeting. Anyway, send me those questions about twos. So what I have noticed about twos is they're really polarized. Either they will have way more questions than anybody else, and that normally tends to happen if you're in a group with a lot of twos and they're really interested, or they won't have any questions at all. And that's because sometimes the two might feel like their question isn't as important as other people's questions. So they won't ask their question so that other people have the chance to ask the questions. Just ask the question. I would love to answer any questions and as many as we can get for the Q&A. Also, you can jump on to um, the Anchor voicemail service and leave me a voicemail there. There should be a link in the podcast description if that's where you're listening to this. And you can ask a question that way. Secondly, we need another uh, person for an interview. So we're going to be interviewing twos. So we need somebody who is uh, very self-aware, very well-versed in the Enneagram and is a two and is pretty good at talking about their two-ness theoretically and hopefully would be somebody who is a leader in some capacity, has a large following, a large influence, um, but I'm not going to be picky. So anybody wants to jump in on that, had a couple people reach out and that's great. Uh, A couple more people reach out and we will have a great interview party. Okay. That's that. I have also enabled support for the podcast. So if you're listening to this on the podcast and you are getting some sort of value out of it, there should be a link in the description that uh, would enable you to financially support the podcast. I understand that not everybody uh, is financially in a place where they can do support. So that's totally fine. Keep taking this for free. That's why I put it out there for free. That's great. I also understand that there's people who would be willing to give something but aren't quite ready to take the step to, to pay the full price for one-on-one coaching or to hire us for a seminar. And I understand that, but if you're getting value out of this and you still want to support us somehow, that's a great way to do that. So click on that link. Uh, we might be starting a Patreon soon, which I'm pretty excited about. So that way you could give support and then also get some extra content in return. Uh, I haven't decided exactly what that'll look like or when that's going live yet. I still have to kind of plan that, but that is something that I'm toying with that idea. And then lastly, and then we'll get to the content from June 10th towards July, I don't know, 6th, I think, I'm going to be out of state um, going on a big, great road trip vacation with my wife. So we won't have any live streams during that time. Facebook will still get videos that I've pre-recording uploaded. Podcasts will still go up uh, every morning as as scheduled. That'll all still happen, but they won't be live except for the Q&As. 
So the reason that's most important is that since I'm recording all of those right now, some of the information might become outdated. So just keep an eye on Facebook and Instagram. And if anything changes, let you know there. Okay. Housekeeping done. Let's talk about twos as team members. So as I said in the overview, having a two on your team is a major advantage. Uh, this type will work hard and perform at a really high level, and their main desire is to, to prove their value and their worth to those around them. So if you find yourself managing a two, you might also find yourself as the most important person to please in their mind. And they're also going to strive to keep the rest of the team happy, as well as your customers, as well as your clients. So they're, they're great to have on a team. They're super, super relational. And for this reason, it could be really beneficial to move them into like middle management positions. They'll do wonders at bridging the gap between leadership and teams, especially if you as a leader maybe lack some social decorum or some softness. It could be really great to have, have kind of a two as that go between between you and your people because uh, they really are great at the relational end of things. And relational space is where twos tend to thrive. There's not a lot of twos that would be happy doing solitary work. So doing work alone and passing that work along to an unseen other and receiving a, a paycheck is not necessarily going to be very fulfilling to most twos. Twos need to see the fruits of their work. Uh, and as they're after sort of a relational equity, they need to see the fruits of their work at a relational level. How is their work impacting people? How does what they do help the community or the team or their families? Uh, so yeah, they, they need to see that, but most twos don't want to be in the spotlight. They don't want to be brought up and showed off in front of everybody, but they do want to be seen and appreciated. So make sure that you help your twos to see what they are achieving and what they're doing to, to be helpful and what impact that they're making. And make doubly sure to express your appreciation to them. A few honest comments about how much you value them will go a long way. If you tell your two that you rely on them and you appreciate them, they will work on that fuel for a long time. So as a leader, you need to be careful not to abuse that, uh, but a little bit more on that later. Twos often don't really do well in high-tension environments. Um, confrontation, things like that can be really difficult for them. Uh, especially if, if two people that they love are fighting, it can be hard for a two because only one of those two is probably going to win that fight and, and they, they don't know where to side, they don't know where to land. It can be really difficult for a two to, to hold confrontation well. Uh, they're driven by this desire to be loved, this desire to be liked and seen and appreciated. And so those environments can put them in really high stress, pushing them towards uh, aggression as they move towards eight. So my wife is a two, and she recently held a position where she was um, the liaison between her organization and the organization's marketing firm. So this organization hired a marketing firm to, to create all of their, their graphic material, their print material, and my wife was the go-between between this um, these two companies. And the position was actually invented because there already was a large amount of tension between the two organizations, and they needed a mediator and a gatekeeper to kind of smooth out this relationship. So most of her time was spent reviewing requests from organizations and looking over the completely reasonable limitations that the marketers were enforcing. 
And, and as that kind of became more and more tense, it eventually became more just her listening to the complaints and the grievances that the organization had against the marketing firm and then the complaints and grievances that the marketing firm had against the organization and trying really hard to work in a way that could, um, could connect the two and make them work healthy. So her days were spent in a, a literal dark windowless office listening to two organizations complain about one another. And what was really hard for her in this environment was she was never given the authority or the permission to really do anything about it. That was a sticking point. She could take listening to tension and listening to complaints, but being blocked from actually being able to help was too much. So as the work became more and more stressful, she moved uh, toward eight and her communication with others on both sides became much more terse and passive aggressive. Uh, and open hostility is not often behavior that two shows, uh, the two show, but the cloaked hostility could be felt between each line of the communications that she was sending. She would let me read over emails before she sent them, and they were they were just mean because twos going into stress, going to that eight space, can get a little bit passive aggressive and a little bit mean. So if you put your two in between two other tense parties. Just make sure you don't block them from resolving that tension. They can actually be really good at resolving that tension if they're healthy and self-aware and can hold that space well. They can be really good at helping resolve that tension, a lot like nines are. But if you are in a state of leadership and you've blocked them from resolving that tension but are forcing them to stay in that tension, that can result in a really unhealthy work environment for you too. So correcting a two's underperformance, this can be really, really tricky. It's an important part of leadership. Sometimes we have team members that just aren't performing at the level we need them to, and we have to have a conversation with them, and that's kind of the sucky part of being a leader, but it does happen. And with twos, that can be difficult. They're, they're very sensitive, and any harsh criticism can hit them really, really hard. So twos love to be appreciated and valued in private, and they would also prefer to be challenged and corrected in private. In my last position, I had a habit of calling out people's mistakes in front of everybody. And it wasn't necessarily out of a desire to shame people or to make them feel bad or, or, or be embarrassed. I just didn't think that I had the time to pull individuals aside and have these conversations. I thought that it was better suited for me to just get the information out there and, and not worry about how it was received by the other individual. I learned later that that is just not good leadership. I learned pretty quickly that for some on my team, that that really, you know, assertive, I need you to get this done right now in front of everybody was actually super effective. They responded really well to being called out publicly. To other people on my team, specifically twos, it did way more damage than it did good. It didn't help the twos on my team to improve, but it made them shrink down and try to go unseen. Or worse, they'd get into their own heads and actually perform worse than they were before I called them out. So I know for me and for a lot of other types, eights, ones, these types, we might feel like it is on them to respond to the way that I criticize them well. And there's a little bit of truth to that, but there's a little bit more truth in you have to lead your people the way that they are best led if you want to have an effective team. So if you're calling your two out in a way that's not really helpful for them or that is kind of frightening to them or causes them to go into that shame space or causes them to go into that shutdown space, it might be effective for a little bit. You might get that individual to uh, to do exactly what you want them to do. But long term, is that healthy for them? And is that the kind of leader that you want to be? 
the kind of leader that I would like to be and the kind of leader that I would advise people to be and coach people to be and train people to be is a leader that wants to help their people grow and get better. And so instead of me forcing my way of growing and getting better upon people, we need to learn to learn what their way of growing and getting better is and help cater to that. And it's not catering to their softness, but sometimes you just need to learn your people and try to lead them in the way that's most effective for them. And for twos, it needs to be a little bit more uh, in private and a little bit more gentle. So for my example, I thought that doing that was wasting my time. Uh, And in the moment, I, I can kind of still sort of stand by that. I didn't have time to pull somebody off the side of the stage and have this conversation with them. But later on in that week, I would have to spend an hour, an hour and a half, two hours repairing that relationship. So actually long term, I was wasting more time doing it the way I was doing it. So just pay attention to the people on your team, specifically twos, pull them aside, have a conversation with them. They respond really, really well to that. And don't get so caught up in thinking that you're saving time by being more, uh, more upfront and aggressive with people. And when you have that conversation with the two, correcting them is really similar to correcting a one. More often than not, they already know that they have screwed up and they're already beating themselves up about it. And if they aren't aware that they screwed up, as soon as you make them aware of it, they're going to start beating themselves up about it. So when you're correcting a two, don't focus too much attention on what they messed up and how that affected the rest of the team. They've already thought through most of that. Instead, focus on offering them what the path towards fixing the issue would be. How would you like them to do it next time? How can they do it better? What, what are some strategies that we can put in place to help them get there? And then really layer on some encouragement that you believe that they can do it. Again, with twos, a little bit of encouragement goes a long way and can turn a scary, confrontational, disciplinary conversation into a really positive experience, which is what you want. So let them know you believe in them. Let them know what the what the path forward is and don't camp too long on exactly what they didn't do because they're already pretty aware of that. So twos are terrible at two things, stating their needs and setting boundaries. So unlike the nine, nines are also really bad at, at stating their needs, but the two knows exactly what they want. They, they could They know internally exactly what their needs are, but the sticking point comes when they can't get over this internal block in order to actually state that need out loud. So if you remember, twos view their own needs as being inappropriate and in the way. Admitting a need is admitting a weakness that they would rather avoid. They also don't want to disappoint anybody or put undue stress on someone, so they have trouble saying no. So twos need to pay attention to this and make sure that they're taking care of themselves, but as their leader, you can help them by keeping an eye on them. Again, it can be really easy for us to say, well, it's their responsibility to say no, and I'm not going to take responsibility for them, and I suppose that's a way to lead, but it's not necessarily sustainable. You as a leader can help your two avoid burnout and become a long-lasting staple in your organization as opposed to a, a brief and bright spark in your organization. So, Help your two learn to set boundaries. Help your two learn to state their need. Help your two learn to say no. My wife, again, she worked at a coffee shop for a while. And she would, anytime anybody asked her to take on a shift and cover a shift for them, she would take that shift on, even if she was having to cancel other plans or or jeopardize time that she was using to take care of herself or jeopardizing time that her and I were spending together. She would say yes to anybody's request for her to take their shift. And her manager stepped in and actually helped her 
by refusing to give her phone number out to anybody anymore. So her manager knew Kelsey's going to say yes to every shift she gets asked for. So I'm going to put up a block and not allow people to ask her. And sometimes as a leader, that's what you need to do. Twos also need to learn a little bit of self-awareness and learn how to say no and learn how to set a boundary and learn how to take care of themselves. But as their leader, again, you can help them. As leaders, we're not here to order our people around and boss them around to get things done, but we're here to help them to help us achieve the goals that our organizations are all out to get. So as a leader, you should often be asking your people what they need. But if you have a two on your team, you might need to ask them five or six times per meeting. Uh, I do this frequently with the twos in my life. I'll ask them, what do you need? What do you need? What do you need? And nine times out of 10, they say, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And you keep asking them over and over again until finally they tell you a very well articulated need that they have had for a while, but they've just not said it. So as a leader, create a safe environment to hear their needs and what you can do to help meet them. Oftentimes what you'll uncover is that a boundary has been crossed or rather a boundary was never set in the first place. Uh, I talked to my overview about my uh, overworking too, and that's a common story with this type. They just take on too much and they can't really handle it because they don't want to say no. So when they finally state their need, it's often they need something taken off their plate. So help your two set boundaries. It might require you to set them for them, and likely they'll really appreciate this. If they can blame you for saying no, then they don't have to take on the energy of saying no. Again, my wife didn't have to say no to those people who wanted her to take shifts because they just couldn't ask them in the first place. Or if you as a manager tell your employee, hey, you are no longer allowed to take more than three shifts from people because you're overworking. Now they can say, well, boss told me I couldn't take your shift. Sorry. So you can kind of help them in that way by, by becoming the, the bad guy, for lack of a better word, or their reason to say no. That's a way you can help them. But twos, again, and we're going to talk about this when we go to twos paths towards health, you have to learn to take care of yourself. You have to learn to say no. You have to learn to set boundaries on your own. Folks in leadership over you can help you in that, can help you move towards that, or can help you see that it's okay to do that. But at the end of the day, it really is your responsibility to learn to take some breaks, to learn to take some boundaries, to learn to take care of yourself, to learn to say no when you need to say no, to learn to not pile on so much onto your plate that you just can't handle it anymore. So leaders help them do that. In twos, pay attention. Pay attention to yourself. So if you lead a two uh, and you're struggling with figuring out exactly how do I, how do I lead them well? How do, I, how do I motivate them? How do I coach them? How do I help them get better? How do I protect them from burnout? How do I, how do, I do all of these different things? It's going to be different in your environment than it was in my environment. It's going to be different in your environment than any of the examples that I laid out here. Uh, so... I would love to sit with you and do uh, an hour of coaching where we just talk. We just talk about your team. Um, what are the sticking points? What are your goals? And what's getting in the way? And then how can I help you as a leader to to put your people in positions and, and set up systems that can make them as successful as they can be so that you and your organization can be as successful as it can be? And maybe you're a two and you are on a team and, and you are struggling with setting your own boundaries and you're struggling with figuring out how to say no to things, and you're struggling to figure out exactly how to be a good employee, but still uh, take care of yourself. I would love to sit with you and do some coaching and just talk about what, what do you want? What's, what are your goals and what's in the way? 
So if you're interested in either of those things or any of these other coaching opportunities that we have, go to www.9leaders.com. There will be a link to send me an email. We can talk about it. We'll figure something out. I'll let you know what the pricing is. We'll set a date. We'll sit down. We'll have the conversation. We can do it online if you're out of state or out of the country. We can do it in person if you're in Colorado and Springs, uh, and we'll, we'll have a lot of fun. We'll just talk it over, figure out how we can get you to reaching your goals. So if you're interested in that, check those things out. That's all I have for you guys today. Tomorrow, I believe we will jump right into the relationship series where we talk about twos in relationship with the anger triad, eight, nine, and one. And that'll be a lot of fun. So I will talk to you guys tomorrow. Thank you guys so much for listening. See you then.